search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Broken by Concept, Jungle Nathan Mott, Midlane Curtis Morgan. You, that's not your first name, dude. It's, sorry, let me repeat that. Midlane Coach Curtis. That's right. First name Coach, last name Curtis. Boom. Surprise me. Gank me, Nathan. What do I... Uh, congratulations on Challenger Curtis! <laughs> Woo! That's embarrassing. That is... It took, it took <laughs> it some time, Curtis. You're struggling through with your process. Yep. But, um... Actually, let's, 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 um, let's segue. All right, we're going to segue already. This one yep. Already, straight away. Um... So I, my journey, just quickly, um, I didn't really play all that much at the start. I tried to get games in, didn't get too many in though. You got but jab, I got there. You're, you're left hooked by the COVID. Yeah, I got the COVID. And I, was, I would say I stayed in around 300 LP for a while, 400 LP for a while. And then I went to like 650 and then I dropped from 650. I had a huge um, negative part of my solo queue journey back down to like 400. So I lost, I think, 250 LP, like boom, straight up. And, you know, just getting to the pros now, fixed my champ pool, um, got that down pat. Now every game's feeling really easy. Like, I think I should be steamrolling to 800 easily. Um, I had a client reach out, uh, he, we're in a coaching session, and he, and he said, uh, Curtis, you know, it's been a few months, and, I'm, and, I, and I feel as though... Like he's really demoralized. Like he, he's, he's really low confidence. He basically, it's been a few months and I'm still not even at the rank I was at at the end of last year. Like I'm, I'm still not there yet. And, um, and he was going on to say how low confidence he was because he's constantly comparing where he is now comparatively to where he finished at the end of last season, which mm. led me to go into a massive spiel about mm. the, how long it actually does take to ramp up to, to, to even to get remotely where you were at the end of the last season, right? And I broke it up into like different phases, right? So let's say season ends, season 11, season ends. You're generally usually at your peak towards the end, like in terms of level of play, you're usually at your peak. Not necessarily. Not necess- I, I think there's been lots of people that have peaked higher. I mean, look at my example last well, year. No, but in terms of level of play, I would say usually towards the back. If it's not directly at the end end, in the last month or two okay. of the season, if you're generally you've been peaking in play. Playing the whole time. If you've been playing the whole season, you're generally peaking in level of play within the last month or two before the end of the season. Usually. It would be weird not to. Um, so let's just really oversimplify it and just say that's the case. Last okay. month that's or two the out from the, the, the season, right. you're peaking at your level of play. Yep. And then you have a massive break. Preseason rolls around, right? Some people don't even play the game. The game changes massively. You, you know, there's heaps of game-changing things. Um, that lasts a, a, a certain amount of months. How many months does the preseason last? Like three-ish months or it's something like that? two and a half, three, yeah. Uh... Yep, okay. Boom, new season. January rolls around. So it's been three months. Now you've got, there's a pre- usually some other patches that come through and um, it's a new game, new game. And, but during that past three months, most people aren't taking their climb seriously. They're either learning champions or they're not playing at all, or they're just dicking around. Usually it's very rare that people are genuinely trying to get better in the preseason. I'm going to say again, for the majority of people, then there's a new season, right? This is the next phase. Boom, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, adapting your champ pool. Even the champs that you played before, you can't play them the same way sometimes. 
Will actually spoke about this, right? Where your client wears, you got to, you don't necessarily adapt to the meta your champ pool, but you got to adapt the way you play your champion sometimes. Maybe because there's new items, the matchups are different. Maybe they've added a new champion or something. The way the game plays, the scuttle, the scuttle changes were actually really big. That influenced the way the the mid lane changed out massively because mi- people don't need to play for th- the scuttle pyro anymore. So there's all these things that change. So you got to uh, figure out how do I win with my champion again. So by the time, and, and we also know this coincides at the start of the season, Riot make a lot of changes. Like, there's a lot of rapid changes. Like, they go through the meta shifts really quickly. Like, every two weeks, the meta sh- evolving, because everyone's trying to figure out the new the new meta, the, like, how the items work and everything. Boom, boom. Because this season, it was the Everfrost. Crown, sh- Crown and Shadow and, Crown and, and, was huge. And Everfrost and was really cheap. Predator. That was There was popping. some massive changes in mid lane in terms mm. of itemization and runes. Um... And this is basically only now pittering and what the word is like, it's kind of like leveling off. Yeah. It's kind of stabilizing, stabilizing now it's, it's been months really. It takes around three ish months just to I mean, stabilize. If you really the think about it. It's a very short span. It's only, what are we? Three, four months in yeah, the season. Three, four months in, but it takes usually around three ish months. Sorry. Four months in the season. This is their fifth yeah, month. Yeah. Right. But it takes around three ish months to stabilize the meta somewhat, right? It's so rapidly changing over and over and over again. Even myself this season, especially, I really struggled to adapt to the meta. Like it was changing so rapidly. How do I want to win the game? And the reason I'm explaining all this is because, uh, sorry, the last thing I want to add on to this, sorry, is that the ranked system also changes in a way. Like sometimes they 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 change the MMR and the and the way the LP works such that. D4 in season 11 doesn't necessarily equal to the same level of play of D4 in season 12. Like it just could be, they've shuffled around, they could shuffle around the MMR or shift everyone down a little bit. You could, D4 in terms of level of play could now be P1 or P2. We, we don't actually know, right? There's all these other things going around in the background. So taking all of that into account, it takes for most people months, we're talking three, four months sometimes even more half the season just to get back remotely to the lp they were just at think about that three four months you five think months. you think people that demoralizing for some people and this is demoralizing for some people they, they i mean they haven't this is another should be another little amendment to the solo queue contract it's going to take months three, four, sometimes even longer to get back to just where you are, where you were in terms of like LP and level of play. And this is exactly the same case as me. I'm only now just starting to feel remotely what I was like last season, peaking towards the end of last season. I'm like remotely now at at a similar feel for the game. I've got the meta down pat. I know how my champs interact in the meta. I know how to win games. Like it's only started to now click for me. I finished at just under... One at KLP, I think, last season, 900 and something, right? So, theoretically, I'm still 400 LP, 450 LP off my last season LP. Which, for most people, if you think about it, if you're in D4, I'm, I'm the equivalent of, what, P, P4. That's I'm right. literally an entire yeah. rank above 
or below where I should be, right? But that's normal to me. I just accept that. That's just a reality because, again, I don't compare my LP. That The, the LP system's changed. Well, it, remember, it's, as it's, well. It's, it's rank as well. Remember, it, once you get to the top ladder again, I view it more, it's a competition in terms of rank. Right. Because the LP was snapped in O's, remember? So, yeah, they changed it a bit. So yeah. the, it's much lower, so they don't it's want people lower, to be yeah. really higher. So, you know, rank one right now is 1,000 LP. Last year, it was like 14. Yeah, it was 1,400. And they, and, they you changed know, it. You know, you're at what, 40, rank 40? Rank 40 like at like 600 And LP. you're rank 10, so you're 30 ranks different, theoretically. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. I wouldn't view it too much Don't as that. Don't view it as LP, it's LP. more in rank. Right. Because when you get to the top end, it's more the the position it's you the are It's the percentage. It's all about percentages. The percentage, percentile yeah. of the player base. So my point being, for every listener out there, it's completely normal that the... I call this like a ramp-up phase. The ramp-up phase takes months. Hmm. That's why you can't just only improve, like come into the season halfway through and expect to improve... And make massive jumps in your level of play. If you're if you're if you're only now starting the season in June or July, you got to. It's the whole package. The preseason flows onto the to the early season. Yeah. The early season flows onto the mid season, and there's a the mid season to the end of the season. You should be feeling really good around mid season. Like as MSI rolls around, that's when you should be really feeling confident in your champel, knowing all this stuff. Everything before that is just ramp up. Like you're in the ramp up phase. Um, so it's more of like a public service announcement, you know, like so everyone chill know. out. Everyone this is, chill. This is, this is the reality. It's okay. I definitely think there's lots of outliers. I definitely think so. I mean, you know, the, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It depends on the ranks, I guess. Hmm. I mean, it's funny for my journey. I mean, I, I hate that narrative, not trying preseason. I went fucking hard. But you didn't do, yeah, you're, you're an outlier yeah. in the sense that or there are the outliers I'm assuming you're referring to are the ones that really took the preseason seriously to... And and so they had like a smoother transition heading into the start of the season. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a good point. Um, yeah, I definitely have had some of my salty members get to their rank and exceed it pretty. Pre- Actually, I wouldn't say exceed it. They got to their rank very quickly, like and we're then now they're in, struggling in like a, in like a month, a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Got you. Well, or where are they like now? This thing, they're still just bouncing. Right. There, there, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of some scenarios for me. Yeah, some people just don't really have the time to put in the games because there is an element of the games. Because remember, MMR is still about the same, right? Even at the start. At the start of the season. Isn't that the way it works? It's yeah. Like a soft, yeah, soft yeah, reset. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you just need to get the games in. But right. so I guess some people would just... There definitely has been some people that have struggled. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's much more complex, right? Because it depends on how many games you're getting in mm-hmm. per week and maybe that differed to last year. There's many other things at play, but... As a concept, holistically, I think it's important to note that it's very normal that it's going to take time for you to adapt to the new season. Yeah. Hence why you the, you need to use the whole season. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also important just, you know, we just talked about rank a lot there, Curtis. Mm. You know, you got to be looking at the specific decision making again. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, what's going on? Because again, like, even then, it's, it's hard to say because, you know how what you, you always say, you always, is it, you critique me for this, but mm. I always say, mm. there's like common trends common mistakes or do you agree with this i actually don't even what, know what, what you're saying what, what is this there's like diamond level players there's platinum level players there's like i could identify very easily what what if i looked at a gameplay what yeah. rank that person is right Agreed, yeah so if you think about that yeah. scenario right like i don't like i don't think that's changed really from season this the last season to this season maybe yeah not at all as in like but but are you is what you're saying um 
um, when someone. Okay, let's yeah, let's let, 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 let's say someone who was uh, D three in Soul two last yep, year, right? Yep. And now they're in Platinum three. Yep. Right. I would still look at that game and be like, well, this is platinum level gameplay right now. Like, whatever, didn't matter that you were diamond last season. Yeah, it doesn't make Yeah, it doesn't really like, matter. There's obviously more going on here. No, but what I'm saying is that, like, they can. it's important to realize that it takes time to get back to your peak. Like, So you're saying that actually they've gotten worse, basically. Yeah, yeah you okay, go backwards. Okay, like, yeah, there's definitely, you okay, always regress when yeah. you don't play yeah, the game. Yeah, right. that's right. That's the key message. Yes. It's the, re- the regression. And, but also, it's yes. the regression, but the regression stemming from the game changing yeah. as well. Because. Because let's say that guy, that Diamond 3 player in Soul 2, mm. he, that jungler, he might have been D3 because like he, he knew how, say he's an Evelyn player, he knew how to win games with Evelyn in Diamond 3 in that meta. With that crab with that, scenario. That, yeah, the okay. flow of the game. Like yeah. He understood how it works. But then when all the mid-meta shifted, all the matchups changed and the jungle pathing is now altered because Scuttle's not as important. Uh-huh. Like he has to, okay. His decision-making is inevitably yep. altered yep. as well as, like that's one variable, on top of the natural regression that was already going to be the case. Even if the game was static like even if let's say there was zero changes to the game he was always going to be a bit lower than what he was in terms of decision making because he's, he's, he's rusty yeah but then there's the aspect of the game at changing itself so there's two variables at play there yep that makes sense i yeah. get your point yeah so so when you look at someone who plays like at the start, at the start of the season you know i generally ask how many games played have you got or something like that because then when i look at a mistake it's like okay there's an element of rust here I'm assuming sometimes with certain clients, like I had a guy this morning saying, okay, I'm really just starting to get back. It's my first hundred games this season. Yeah, like, you should have no expectations. And I'm like, well, yeah, we can get into it. I can roughly see where you're at, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I don't go too, like I don't overemphasize certain things. Cause it's like, you're just going to get better at this incrementally over time anyway. You know, I don't need a, it's hard to even set learning objectives sometimes mm. because you don't know if that's a real problem of theirs or not, you know? Because so many things conflating together. It's like basic mistakes that they've probably made in the past that they had to... You know how we talked about last episode, revisiting old learning objectives right, and yeah, stuff. It's yeah. like, he's got to get all through that yeah. process and stuff. And and that, and you might not have to stick at that learning objective for a long time. It could just be a quick fix, like a week, boom. Oh, okay, remember this how, this, how this feels, and then move on to the next one. All right, I'm bouncing off that one. Yep. I, uh, I guess I made a bit of a friendly... Remind no, no, actually, not so much a friendly mind. Talk about being honest with yourself. Okay. Okay. So, I have uh, someone insulted who shall not be named. Okay. Um, Will he? Uh, yeah, this is this is Will <laughs> for sure. Um, he he's pretty. So let's say if you if you let's say if you join our academies, right? Yep. You'd say that you're on the you're on the higher end of like pretty serious about, you know, wanting to improve. You're paying money to improve, yeah. right? Would yeah. you agree? Definitely. Um, there's elements, there's levels to how, how seriously you actually want to improve. And, and I, have, I have this one guy who's really motivated. He like, um, he asks lots of questions you know, he attends lots of the review sessions. He watches my gameplay, all sort of stuff. You know, even when I talk to him, he actually has some pretty good game knowledge. He has some good ideas, even with some item stuff that I didn't know about. But he gets really frustrated really quickly. Um, and uh, recently, you know, he came to a review session, you know, and I looked at his match history, right? And, you know, there's like ranked, ranked, three normal games, two ARAMs, ranked, ranked, three ARAMs, one normal game, ranked, ranked. Right, and if I think about my most, if I think about me and me wanting to get good at the game, right, when I played, the question of 
like just my intense my just uh, I'm only playing ranked. Normals Arabs wouldn't even you know it doesn't even go into my brain. Like I just know that that's just a waste of time and energy because I was hardcore seriously wanting to improve. And I said to him like you know and again he gets really frustrated and he gets tilted ears dealing and stuff like that. Right? I'm like you got to have an honest conversation with yourself. Like your your expectations are way too high. I mean like I, it's fine what he's doing here, but he, he's like it's sort of like he's lying to himself about how seriously he's actually you know he he he's wanting to improve. Like he watches all these streamers. Like he you know he's a nice watches. Or like the high, like you'd see someone who's like, he's a hardcore league player, but he's just not honest with himself that he's not actually really, really trying to improve at ranked. Hmm. What do you think about this, Curtis? Um, yeah, I think we need to preface this by saying it's it's completely okay to play normal games at ARAMs. Yeah, he plays with his friends. And that that's completely fine. Um, but I think it's more about uh, understanding it's managing your expectations based off what you're willing to put in. Hmm. Uh, is this guy out of interest in like the higher level of play? Or no, is he, he's in gold. He's in gold. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, getting angry. I think the, the thing that really, what I get from this anyway, is if someone's very irritable or they're very easily annoyed, easily annoyed by, like I would probe that. Where is that coming from? Is it coming from uh, entitlement? Like you feel as though you deserve a specific rank? Is it coming from you feel as though you should be better than you are given the time you're putting into the game? Is it because your friends are better than you and you're angry you're not at their level of play? You need to get to the bottom of the anger um, and the frustration because that's going to limit that guy's value he's going to get in his games. His intensity is just going to drop, and he's yep. he's going to throw away, piss away games that he probably should win or make worse quality decisions. So, yes, I totally agree that not everyone is on the same playing field. I've got people in the MLA that want to go pro and are completely one hundred percent dedicated. They structure their entire lives around trying to go pro. I've got other people that are casuals and they'll play a three block or a two block, and then they'll that's all they can have time for. I've got people who work a full-time job and it's just a competitive thing on the side. So everyone has their own journey. It's about understanding. Well, my point is talking about your, the, again, the, the being honest and just being self-aware of right. what your journey is going to look like based on the, the amount of games and the time yeah. that you're putting in. Yeah. It. Be honest with you. You're not, it's very important. I had a, let's, yeah. say, let's say, let's say you have, you have someone that, you know, has a full-time job and plays right. three blocks. Like they're not going to ins- get insane results. Yes. I had someone who literally messaged me the other day saying, can I improve playing five to 10 games of solo queue a week? And I said, no, it's just, that's very difficult. You're not going to do yes, it. I just says no. Yeah. Like, yeah. like to keep it really simple. You're yeah. not. Cause even if it was like, I'd rather just cover my ass and say no, because it's so unlikely. It's like mm-hmm. 99%. Like you're just not, you need to, you need to be at least getting at a minimum 15 to 20, at least 15 to 20 solo queue games a week. Um, I I think fifteen is even not enough. Yeah, really, well, well, my initial number is thirty. Yeah, at least minimum. Right, minimum. Yeah, like when I was doing um, just the fifteen a week, I was going nowhere. I was going nowhere. I had to put in the extra games. Um, there's a big difference between playing like fifteen and twenty five, or something like that. It's actually a really big difference. I agree. Um, so yeah, I think I think you're spot on, Nathan. I think there's an element of him being honest with himself. Um. But I don't know, for me, like what I get the most out of that is he needs to really find out the source of his frustration. I agree. That's definitely something we've Like it's always, re- it, it, like it's not, like it's not confusing, but it is interesting to me that someone can be in gold um, 
and 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 watch all of your content and follow and watch other people play and and have this these resources yet still be frustrated at like get that frustrated over mistakes like that doesn't make sense i can understand if someone doesn't know what's happening because the, the usually the number one source of frustration in leak is not knowing what is going wrong that's right that's the that's where most people's tilt starts but if you know what's going wrong it shouldn't really be that much frustration because then it's either execution and then you just need to get reps in or it's just a matter of just putting the time into the game because you need to develop more muscle memory so really there's not nothing really to be frustrated about if you've got someone helping you it's just a matter of putting the time in and then it's it's just a matter of does he want to put the time in you know just Mm. contextualize it Mm. But then, you know, there could be some other things at play, right? Like there's emotional regulation and this ADHD comes into play. There's other things that really could be there, but I, I don't know this dude, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and and because uh, the other thing as well where it ties on to, you know, talk about people, people switching roles and champions very easily. He's right. also very prone to this as well because right. he's not getting the results that he thinks, I guess, you know, I wouldn't say deserve. I don't think he deserves to get mm. it, but... He definitely focuses a lot on his teammates' mistakes, but... Uh, well, it could also be the fact that he's in the Soul 2 and he sees other people around him getting results and he attends these sessions. So he, he assumes that, like, he's going to get more Automatically, than yeah. But, like, you still got to put in the reps. That's like, right, no matter, the no, no matter how That's many right. sessions you're watching, like, if yeah. you're not... Like, one three block isn't enough to, like, solidify all this learning that you're... All this information that you're ingesting, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you've got to... It's got to be more execution than knowledge, really. I mean, it's only a little bit of knowledge and then a lot of execution. A little bit of knowledge, a lot of execution. All right, that's it for that yeah. one. Um, okay, I want to talk about this analogy. I want to get your thoughts on this analogy I love that analogies I on this podcast in a coaching session. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to hear if you think about it, like this is the way your brain works. So let's say... Um, okay, so... When you watch a client, you're coaching a client sometimes, you're watching them play. And it's interesting because you sometimes see them in a situation and you're feeling physically like this is terrible. Like you you feel like in pain watching it because you're like, oh, you really need to reset or something. Like you get like a physical urge. Mm. Like your intuition is telling you that this is bad. Like your body in our mind, because you've got so, we've had, we've had so much experience in the game like we already know what's gonna happen before it's even happened right like and and your body is giving you in this information your mind and your body so this, is, this is me reviewing yeah, it re- reviewing. Do you it's have funny this? no what i specifically you know what i do in my reviews yeah like, especially the early game because like yep. early games for me in the jungle they're just so methodical like yep. completely structured like super easy for me to i just have so much experience with perfect early games yep. right literally i literally commentate i'm like okay cool full clear and then you do the crab here and the mid's not gankable so yep. you walk through and usually they do step by step by step yep. and i'm like yep. okay now you do this and then you go ward the grump and then it's like and then he doesn't ward the grump yeah, I'm like right. ah this is where it is so I'm like right. I'm commentating everything they should be doing as it happens okay right <laughs> that's the sort of a, All right, a I don't do that, tool but, that yeah. I've developed because we do I, we do it a little bit different I'll, I'll be more my goal is more to think what they're thinking oh okay because I don't need to commentate what I what I think because it's like I'll it's just over well, it's it's not overcomplicating it but like I already know what I'm thinking so I don't need to ex- ex- I'd say this it. is more for my high elo clients so right. it's sort of like uh you know especially it's like okay cool you're gonna reset here right you're gonna reset and they don't and then we then we then we'll break then it a discussion down. yeah right okay yeah okay my point being but do you get a, do you get like that itch sometimes when when they should really be doing something and they're not 
like especially with when it comes to resets or overstaying or yeah of course right. but I mean I'm saying that instantly right yeah okay great yeah. but you, you have that feeling as well of I'm course saying. yes 100% okay, I've seen this situation a million times yep. I've made this mistake a yep. million times I know the correct response in this situation correct. given the wave states and this yep. and the game state and reading the map but you, you're, you're like drawn to make that decision in a way it's like you get like an oh urge. so you're saying it's just yeah it's instinct yeah it's intuition. instinct right alright yeah. 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 okay so so um it's interesting because then what I do is I probe. So so this is the mechanism in my mind. Like if we're talking about a vi- like visualizing how the mechanism works, I imagine a pulley system, and 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 then there's like I imagine like there's a there's like like kind of like something in the middle, and there's like a rope getting pulled on either side. So imagine kind of like a scale, and then on one side there's like a weight on one side and there's other weight on the other side of the pulley system. So if there's more weight on one side, what's going to happen? It's going to like go to the other side, isn't it? You, you, you kind of get That's what right. I mean? You're following yep. it so yep. far? Yep. So I imagine there's like a pulley system mm. with, with and on, on one side of the pulley that you've got like, you stack up reasons why you should be doing X and then on the other side of the pulley, you have reasons why you should be doing not doing the, that. So there's like the opposite. So talking about a reset, we're talking about one of those warding cromp or whatever, right? Let's make it simple and say, staying on the map and doing something versus instantly resetting here, right? You could like, Add, you can like add on the reasons on either side of the pulley system. Like there's reasons to stay on the map, like even though there's less of them, but there's still reasons, isn't there, right? Uh-huh. And then you can, st- and sometimes they're like heavier or they're more impactful. So okay. I imagine like this tug of war between two sides, like a pulley system. And I was going through this reset problem. And um, in my mind, I was like describing why... Like, I imagine there's, like, a pulley. I'm getting dragged back to the base. Like, I've got all this shit that is telling me, like, you got to reset, you got to reset, you got to reset. And I imagine, like, there's some... It's, like, just a mechanism here. And and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to figure out what is it that they value so much to stay on the map? Like, what's okay, on this it, side of the it. pulley system? Yeah. Like, why is my pulley system pulling me hardcore this way? Whereas like his that. is pulling him hardcore that way. Mm. And that's... It's the same. We're doing the same thing. Like... Okay, I have an example. You know what I mean? I have an example. So, I mean, we have the a rule in Salter that we do talk a lot about. It's like, once you get to around the 1500, minute, 1500 gold mark, you know, you should be really looking yeah, for a reset around yeah, that definitely. time, right? But, and then it's like, okay, you know, we've got the 1500 gold, but enemy jungler shows on the other side of the map, we've got a stacking wave here. You can just dive. Dive, deny all that experience. That now becomes the biggest weighted thing on that yeah, pulley system, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the pulley system, right? We were uh, rudely interrupted by the fire alarm of our... <laughs> our apartment a test a fire test God so we're gonna get back on track Curtis so I had an example about the dive yep right? you're talking about the dive you the did dive. the dive and yep. you say you're, there's a really heavy like that that outweighs yeah like right. that but that like randomly came on the police it randomly system. comes yeah it like got added on randomly yeah yeah, yeah. but the, the point being the point I'm trying to make is that I think it's really helpful like for a client to sometimes visualize like it's not like there's nothing on one side it's like there's stuff there there's reasons to be making this decision but they're just like there's either less of them or there's like they're just not as weighed heavily. They're not they're not as heavy, if that makes sense. I need an example from mid. Tell me an example. Okay. Where. Um. Well. Okay. So yeah, it was a very. I can't remember the exact situation. So I might butcher this, but it was something like. Um, yeah, he was sitting on a lot of gold, and he was kind of low on resources, and it was just a perfect reset on a can wave or something, and I just I just kind of. Okay, he and he made a play, and it was like a potential play happening in the river, and I'm like, I think it was like. Um, you could theoretically like maybe go to this plane and, and help help this happen or whatever it might be. And these are the reasons why 
it could be good. Um, but if it doesn't work, it's like, oh, this is what we're missing out on. Like, this is this is the cost of that play. This is what we're missing out on. These are the, this is what we're going to get if we make if we get the reset. We're going to get all this. So you're saying that you're thinking more of the future there. Like, what, yeah. what you'll get off the tempo reset here. You'll get right. another lane prior, and then you'll be able to get a dive. Because I always felt, like I, a common analogy I've also been using to add on to this one is kind of like, I view every uh, decision as like an investment. And like, I then I eval- evaluate like what how much bang for my buck am I getting here? Like I make a decision to reset, like how much bang for my buck am I getting here? Am I getting, am I getting a really like a big component? Am I getting like replenishing all of my resources? Am I, am I sinking this, this base with my jungler? Am I going to be on the map perfectly for the dragon? Or is it a very low value reset? I mean, I've already got a lot of resources. I'm only getting maybe one seatbelt stack back. I'm only getting an amp tomb. And you know, like I like to think of bang for your buck. Like, how yep. much value am I getting for this investment in a way? Yeah. Because every decision is an investment. Like, it actually is because there's always a consequence for your action, no matter how small it is. There's always a sacrifice, but there's always there's two sides of the coin every single time. So that's the whole point. Whether you want to view it as there's like uh, a, a downside and an upside. And I, just, I I call it resource allocation. You know, like those games, Age of Empires and stuff like that. Mm. You can only like you know. F- you know, get resources to like build an army and it's sort of like you're putting your resources in it like, like for the junglers with wind condition right so right. you're spending your time and energy there like you know if you've got a wink a clear wind condition on the side of the map you know you know you say bang for your buck mm. it's like you know can i is, is spending that minute topside going to actually net me bang for my buck but how does that relate to age vampires like resources, like collecting resources, and like you, you spend resources on it. What happens if you spend resources on a a building, but then you get right. invaded? So kind of clash of clans. You can either you can either upgrade your troops or you can upgrade your defense. Yeah, that's right. Kind of like, like that. that. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe it's a shit analogy. I got yeah. Else for it. But but, but yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that that's a it's a really healthy way to view the game, but it's a very important way to view the game because. When when you when you switch the narrative from being black and white, like this is correct. Like I know I don't know how you coach, but I, I even if I say something's correct, I, I really try to make it clear that this is just my interpretation of the game. Like that's that's my the way I like to teach because I want people to come up with their own hypotheses. Like no matter how fucking wrong they are, like they can be the it can be the shittest decision ever. Yeah, absolutely. But as long as it's something, yeah. And like I want them to start thinking for themselves, like. I've started to be less like way. I, I I just get specific now all the time. Like I don't use gen. I don't generalize. Very very rarely I'll generalize. Like I will just get specific in this game in this moment at this minute. You got to do this, and this is why. This is why. Yeah. Like like it, and, and when you get people to think like that, and like encourage them to make mistakes, and you encourage them to have Absolutely. their own hypothesis, yeah, they're going to gonna get better in the long run. Absolutely. That's the only, that's the only way you get good. You can't. You can't have a coach telling you, this is why we hate that whole backdoor coaching, you know, mm. sorry, backseat mm. driving, backseat yeah, coaching. Yeah, backseat coaching, yeah. Because it's just got to be, you know, they, they got to be fail. thinking and fail for themselves. Yeah. And and I think that for me, um, I, I feel like even I have, a, I, have a, I have a deep respect for the game to the extent that I don't even believe any of my decisions are necessarily the best decision. Even when I win on my main, like if I'm playing my best League of Legends, like my underlying assumption, even when I'm playing my best League of Legends, like I don't really use the word, like, yes, I I think it's pretty, I might think it's perfect or flawless, but in the back of my mind, there were probably other ways to win this game. Like there were other directions, there are other routes I probably could have taken. 
Um, and someone else could have had a, it could make an argument for that. Like there's probably that probably exists. And I think that's just a healthy way to view the game. Personally. Maybe it's role specific. I think midlane's way more flexible than jungle. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like this is either gankable or it's not gankable. Right. That's uh, true. Jungle, you, you kind of have. This is objectively, you know, let's say Darius right. into like a full melee comp. Like, you know, it's like, oh, uh, you, you sort of got to be playing in that. But but you, you but, know, no, you but still I'm cool. saying, I'm talking more about like mid game. Mid game stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay, referring more to more to mid game. That's where you would be more. Like, flexible. I guess in early game you have limited options. Yeah. But, I mean, I would say you, you, I agree. We mid lane still has more options. Yeah. But um, but mid game is where most of the this individuality can be expressed. I I think. Like, yes, I agree. Yeah. There's many ways. It, you can it, win. It, it's like we talk about uh, Sybil's Elise, right? You know, you know, you verse yeah. that. He's like camping some brush and like. You know, well, M4A wants uh, Kindred. Same yeah, thing. he's doing some crazy, crazy shit. shit. I never expect. Yeah, but that requires a lot of champ mastery and a lot of game sense. Yep. And there is still reasoning to it. it. Makes sense why they do it. Right. Yes. Most of the time. Yeah. But there's like an infinite amount of things that you could do. But there's also mind games as well at that level. It's like right. you pretend to think you're doing this and then you're actually doing this. Or you this create and a pattern and then you break it. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. There's many things. It gets high level there. That's which is exciting. That's with our lovely legends. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan, I want to quickly, this very, very short though. I want to talk on TF Blade. Okay. So TF Blade, obviously he got like, I think he peaked at rank three in, in Korea. Korea. He's been pretty champion. He's a beast, dude. He's a really, really good He's able to get rank player. one on, you know, NA and I think he's been EU. EU I think yeah. he's rank one EU as well. And um, he's an exceptional solo queue player. And um, I saw a Reddit post saying how um, he like devolved, like in terms of his approach. Like he, he wasn't toxic typing at all. When like when he got three. rank three. Yeah. And then he... Um, he like lost the plot. He was like, you know, abusing people, doing the whole abusing, then muting, and like the whole like the whole thing that he's not known for in a way. And he dropped all the way from like rank three to rank sixty. He dropped like a metric ton of LP. And I always look at this, and and at the end of that, we want to be careful here because there's there's two ways to view this. People can look at this and say he got to rank three with no process, right? Yep. Or not no process. He's a very a process different to the three block, right? He got to rank three, not doing a three a block approach, right? And then so yes, he did, right? We got to we got to accept that for what it is. He did. Mm -hmm. Then at the same time, though, one of the big dangers we say about the the three block, or sorry, the benefits of the three block, four block, five block process, whatever you want to do in Korea, because it's obviously shorter games, is that you're you're less prone to loss streaks because you cap it off. Like, all right, well, I, I know I'm playing this block. I'm, I'm not in the right mental state. You've got to reflect on it, do what you can to refresh, and then you can fix it in the next block or the next day. I wouldn't even say lost streaks. I would say just playing a a series of games where you're just really not at your best. Yep, not at your best. Because remember, you can have lost streaks and be playing out of your mind. That's correct. That's a, that's, that's right. a good distinction to make. Yeah. yeah. So That's what it prevents you to do. Make sure you're, you're playing, right. you know, you're high intensity, you're refreshing in between each block. And especially if you're reflecting in between the blocks properly. And TF Blade dropped. And it, it, it's really interesting to see this because it's like, um, we can't, you kind of expect it in a way. Like people who play with that, pro, that type of process, their swings, swings. are massive. Like, yeah, that's right. Their swings are very, very, very large. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he bounces back because recovering career mentally like that is brutal yeah 
Like he might just say, "I right, got once, my rank three. Once you're derailed, it's it's like once you're derailed, getting back on track is goddamn track. hard. I always view it as like a train, and if the train derails, getting that thing back on the, it's like, like impossible. You might be able to get it back <laughs> on a little bit, but then you just you're just gonna get. Gonna get I view it as impossible. Honestly. Yeah, I think it's, it's if you if you go in, if you're playing that way, like if that's your process, yeah. I think there is no re getting back on the mm. the bandwagon. Mm. I don't think. Mm. So it'll be interesting. Just a little side note. It's good, like good to notice these things in in other areas. You know. Um, Nathan, what were the other things you wanted to talk about? Uh, so I got one more here. Yep. Uh, so this is a friendly reminder just for people here. Just talking about you know questions and you know thinking about the game and stuff and you know asking high quality questions is. I saw this guy on Twitter. He was responding to a, a pro player or something like that. He says, do you have any VODs in which you play with three losing lanes that start stealing your camps after 10 minutes? It's the one thing causing me to lose my mind and I just don't know how to deal with it yet. And I just think of like just the where this question gets asked from and I see this, this is a very common question for jungle. Is it actually? Yeah. Is the, it actually a common question? Yeah. The, how do I play with three losing lanes? No way. Yep. Because I want to know the answer. That can't be real. It's real. This is a real question. It's if you go to the jungle mains, Reddit, you'll see this quite often. Wow. You know, people get angry when they steal their camps and stuff. And I'm just trying to think. Okay, well, well this is the first question I'd ask, right? Did I do something that actually? Hundred percent. Like junglers can be in the right. Like I, I always, I say a lot in. I actually, I show people in Salty because you know, as junglers, we get flamed a lot. Sometimes, you know, I'd say most of the time we actually deserve what we get, but sometimes maybe that we're not in the right. Right? Like the, I always, every time an example, like we do a gank. You know, you, you like typical gank. You're a laner. You've got the huge wave. The jung- you know it's not going to work, but the jungler's ganking anyway. You feel the need to compensate yep. for him. You get double killed and you lose three waves, right? Yep. And then, you know, let's say ideally as a laner, you don't go steal their camps, but that's the first question I ask. That, they're going to take your camps and they give up on the game. Like, that's fair enough. There's, the jungler can fuck up games very, very easy, more than any other role. Would, I would, would you agree, Curtis? 100%. Yeah. I think jungle is the role with the most control, but with that it's like with great power comes great responsibility responsibility. that's right it can also explode the game right but but actually i would say that's not even the first question i would ask that's okay interesting the first question i would ask again i'm not an expert here you're the expert here so you you could put me in place here the jungle expert would be um like what did you like what we went when how did the lanes lose so like it's not like sometimes it could, it could just be the case. You could just have a really unlucky game with three one, it, all three lanes get solo killed. Like that could happen. That's right. But it's highly unlikely. It's highly, highly likely. Even if it did happen, you don't even put mental energy because <laughs> no. that's one in every 15 games. I would be way less than that. You think it's even less than way that? Way less than that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty I would say that would, to have three lanes that genuinely get solo killed without any jungle intervention would be one in every. Hunt, one in every 50, one in every 100. Yeah. I, I don't see how that's... It's I've, I very, very, very rarely see that. Like, if I lose lane, I can't even remember the... I, last time that's actually happened to me, three, three losing lanes. Like, at least one of them's even. Mm. Like, one's even. Mm. Well, the interesting thing is, is that our definition of a losing lane would also be different to uh, some most of these players. Okay, well. but let, okay, let's get to my question. My yep, question would be, question. Look, how did... The lanes lose. Did any of them get influenced by the enemy jungler? Yes. That's first question. That's, That's question, question number yeah. one because yeah. you need to see if you could have prevented that lane from getting influence from the jungler. Mm-hmm. Or what were you doing if that? What were you doing if the enemy jungler is ganking? What the fuck are you doing? 
That's 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 baseline. Before you've even made a, pr- a play, like what have they done? What has the enemy jungler done? I think that's isn't that just make sense where to start? Yeah. Yep. Well, again, I think maybe that'll be question two. My first question would be, how, how did I influence the game to make that, specifically that person, okay. why are they still in my camp? Yep. Did I do something to really fuck up the game for them? Right, okay. And then that's the okay. That could be, I mean, it could be in any order, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But the the key message I want to get across is like, like asking those, instead of asking for like a pro player, for like, like it's just it's such a... General bullshit question. It's a terrible question. But where it comes from is the interesting bit, isn't it? That's it's, right. It's, 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 it's like, give me an answer to something that like is super uncommon. In a yep, way. Give me an answer to something that's uncommon, but also um, if it is common, it could be common, right? But they, they're they the ones obviously contributing to it, right? So it, imagine like if you, if you run this thought experiment out in your mind, right? Let's say you're this jungle player and let's say you play a farming oriented jungle. Let's say you play Shivana or you play like Karthus or something. And then you're having these games where you're, you're, the enemy jungler is regularly ganking other lanes and your lanes are losing. And then you're losing the game. And then you're saying like, you're, like you have three losing lanes. The question should then be, how do I prevent my lane from losing? How do I minimize the damage yeah, how so do, I can scale up? How do I protect my laners? Mm. Or how do I prevent them from dying to ganks? Like how can I help them? Or how can, I ba- how can I better deal with early game junglers? Like that would be like the question, but that's coming from a sense of like- Curiosity. It's coming from curiosity, but it's also coming from a place of like, um, I'm contributing to this in some way, shape or form. Like I'm the center of, I, I am in the driver's seat here. I'm doing something. Like there's something I'm missing here. It's like curiosity, but being humble, being, yeah, being very inquisitive, I guess. Whereas that question, I don't believe that question. That question is is asked in good faith. Like, no, it's not. It, no. It's not. It's not really. I don't even think it's genuinely looking for an answer. Like when they write that, I think it's like they want to. Fi- they want the response to be bad as well. Like I think they want the response to be bad. Because- yeah. So someone's just saying it just FF. It's like, oh, thank yeah. God, that justifies my rank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they want. They. I'm the victim. I always get the three losing lanes somehow. Right, just match you. Like uh, uh, you know, sense. that actually happens to me. Like dead serious. An element of this is I've asked this question. So like I, a common thing um, is when I ask a question. Uh, sometimes about a champ that I, I I actively get frustrated frustrated about, I will ask a poor quality question because I want them to give me the answer that I want to hear. That's right. Like for example, like recently I did this. I get really I get really frustrated about Shaco. I think I genuinely have a mental block for Shaco. I've recognized that. And whenever I ask people or talk to people about Shaco, I'm not coming in with being genuinely curious. I mean, I kind of am, but. There's like another part of it that is basically wanting, say, Curtis, the champ's just OP and there's nothing it's you can do. It's all good you'll just lose every game. You're just going to lose every game versus it. And then that just, it's just such a, a beautiful, it just makes me feel comfortable. That's right. Like, I want to hear that. Like, my ego wants to hear that, That's right? right. Um, not, you know, are you playing a lot of heavy mobile champions into Shaco? Maybe your champ pool is not good into those that champ or... You're not tracking you're his other gangs you're properly not, enough. You're tracking where he starts mm. or you're not... Um, utilizing the fact that when he shows on the map to get good resets or you know there's obviously things that i could be doing better but that's not what i want to hear no, right that's not no, what i want to hear you don't want to hear that um so i think it's important we all recognize that i'm sure we all do that in some areas invisible narratives right that right are, that are just but it's sometimes even hard to be aware of it you know like it's invisible narratives it's invisible yeah yeah it's literally invisible that guy might not even know like that guy asking that question yeah it's just the narrative that he has three losing lanes yeah yeah because sometimes when I see people that ask that, they actually, if you actually look at the game, there's plenty of opportunities for their lanes to win, but they yeah. just, you know, 
pissed it away. And 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 I think this. I think we all have. I think it's important, Nathan, that you know, we get looked up to by a lot of people. They 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 obviously trust our guidance and 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 our word, and um, they like to know that we have. Um, they like to think that like our opinion is 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 very high quality and and they trust us right and i think that we got to be careful though because i think that sometimes um like i I want us to be more human in a way like i don't want us to ever feel like we're different to everyone else yes our, our journeys are very unique and we've come to where we are in a very unique fashion and we played the game for a long time and we've had this gaming background whatever but at the same time we deal with the same problems that everyone else deals with absolutely and like we just have developed very tools to tools very it. reliable tools to deal with this sort of thing and and i feel it like in my games when i have a game that was really rough um in the sense that like i uh you know those games where you know you have to play perfectly to win in a way like you can't really make many mistakes like you maybe your draft is like not good or your champ didn't fit well in the game and you know you got to be flawless like you can't one mistake and you probably this is more high low thing though right this is more of like a master plus thing but um regardless we have these games and um i have two there's like kind of two parts of my brain when i have these games there's a part of my brain that is saying curtis you know a lot of other people like i i want to make myself feel better about myself like i i will uh say to myself oh yeah no one would have won this game or um you know even the best players would have lost this game or uh my players, my, my teammates were just dog shit or whatever it might be. Like, I'm going to have a lot of the responses that normal play, normal other, average the player. average league player is going to have. But I just don't let them... I don't I don't follow those train of thought. I will re- replace them instantly. instantly. You have the thought, but then you're like, okay. I let it go. Let's get fucking fucked. Well, I don't even let it go. Then. I actually just put something on top of it. It's, yeah, like, it's like, I imagine it's like a, like a like a little rock and then I put like a massive rock on top of it yeah. and it's just nullified completely. Like yeah. I replace it with, okay, how did I contribute to this game? Yeah. Like what could I have done? And get the details. And, and straight away, like, and I think that we have the same automatic responses to everyone else here who listens to this podcast. We get tilted. We, 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 we get frustrated at our teammates. We, we hate certain, we hate our teammates in certain aspects. We, we want to shit talk a teammate. We want to do all these things. Like we want to be toxic in, in, in aspects, <laughs> but we have, ways to get around this Mm -hmm. and um so it's not like we're invincible and i think no matter how much work you put into your journey like no matter how long you played the game and how good you think your process is you by design there's lots of things in league legends out of your control yeah it's like i always see it like you know when in formula one f1 drivers when their car you know just shits the bed you know like say you know recently max verstappen you know really far ahead and then he's he's you know and then his car's just done Right, like he's dealt with that situation so many times, he literally will be saying in his head, "Okay, I'm super frustrated, but you know this is out of my control, that sort of stuff." And he has just like a toolkit to deal with it to yeah. make sure he's focused for the next yep. race, for the next race, because that's all that matters, right? So it's like, okay, this has happened, but you know what, you and I, we got to make sure, okay, this has happened, but we need to make sure we are focused for the next game. Yep. And everyone has their own way of dealing with that. Everyone has their own coping or thriving mechanism, you know, to to get through that. Um. So I think it's very important for people I, to realize I love that. It's, you know, it's, it's that way that we're not we're human. Yeah. Like we're, we're not. Yeah. The most positive people have the same emotions, the same feelings. It's just how you, how we, we deal with that. 
you know, and it takes time. It takes a lot of time and we all regress. Okay. All right, mailbag. Yep. Away we go. All right, first email here is not a question. It's a success story. Okay. We love, I love talking about success stories because just showing that, you know, what we talk about actually works and, you know, people applying the I, the BBC mantras to their gameplay. So this is a, a bit of a, a longer one, so wrap in, but I'm sort of going to summarize this. I'm not going to go fully into it. Title of this, this uh, email is The Process Works, my testimonial of climbing from P4, Platinum 4 to Diamond 4 this season. Hello, Curtis and Nathan. My name is Henry. I play on NA. I just wanted to write to you guys to let you know I'm a big fan of the podcast. Also wanted to share a testimonial of my own journey with you guys climbing from Plat 4 to Diamond 4 this season. Thanks to your podcast. I know you both love getting into the details, so strap in because it's a detailed one. His background. 31 years old, married, works full-time, used to play basketball and FPS games competitively back in high school, so he has a background in competing against others. First started playing league in season one, played almost every season except during season seven to nine, finished almost every season that played in platinum four. When I came back to league in season 10, easily hit plat four again. Ironically enough, even with my competitive gaming background, I never took league seriously. I would just constantly pick different champs roles, and I never really tried to develop a process for improving at the game. My failure last season. After discovering your podcast in season 11, I was inspired to try to push Plat 4 for the very first time. I decided to focus on playing top lane and I will set my goal to reach Diamond 4. Diamond 4 was the rank that my brother and his friends would usually play at. So I thought this was a goal was easily obtainable. Long story short, I did not come close to reaching my goal due to my own self-sabotaging. I spent the majority of the season in gold three, which is well below my usual level of play. I developed many toxic narratives towards the game, many of which you two have discussed um, on your podcast. Number one, I was entitled to get diamond because I set that as my goal. I'd foolishly believe that climbing to diamond would be easy since I thought that if I just played more games, I would eventually reach my goal. That was a very naive mindset, considering I never tried climbing beyond plat four. I needed to 1v9 every game. Since I was playing in gold, I thought everyone needed to play around me. Me, 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 me. I thought that I needed all of the resources to carry my games because I was superior to these people in my games. This resulted in me making very poor decisions in game as well as being very toxic towards my teammates. Number three, I needed to play top tier or meta champions because it was quickest and most efficient way to climb the ranks. This was a mentality that slowly creeped into my brain from watching Twitch streamers and educational YouTube content and echo chambers like Reddit. We've talked about the dangers of Reddit and summoner school in the past. I did not review my games because my ego convinced me that I would not learn anything by watching gameplay against low-level gold players. This goes back to the entitlement, doesn't it? This led me to getting worse at the fundamentals over time and it just reinforced all the narratives mentioned above. I lo- and then he, he uninstalled the game in November 2021. Wow. Done. See you later. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> How great is all those narratives? That's just like the perfect list. It's the perfect list, yeah. actually. It really is. That's everything that holds people back. Just bam, 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 bam. Just uninstall. all perfectly. Yeah. And then uninstall. <laughs> awesome. Love it. 
So even oh, after, wow. so now it's for season 12. Even after uninstalling League, I still kept up with the BBC podcast. After watching the season 12 ranked guide, I started to feel the urge to play again. It wasn't until 84th episode talking about dealing with failure did I fully develop and resolve to tr- the resolve to try and climb to Diamond again. That podcast episode in particular was really insightful and resonated with what I went through in season 11. My new process for season 12 was as follows. Number one, maximum three day games per day. I spent way too many games last season tilt queuing or playing with low intensity. By limiting the number of games played to three, I would force myself to play those games with max effort and intensity while also preventing any major loss streaks from occurring due to tilt. Bam. 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 You know, in, uh, uh, what's that? What's the movie? Uh, uh, the Big Short. Yep. How at the end, they're talking about the, the stocks and stuff like that. Or like the, they had the the guy who was really bullish on the banks. So he was yeah, a bank guy. Yeah. And then you had and Steve had, Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell. And then all the, the thing, and then they announced that it's dropped like thing. And then he goes, bam, bang. Yeah. You remember that? Okay. It's like, I actually don't I remember was, that, but you know, I know which scene you're talking about. You go on YouTube and just type in, I think it's Steve, it's like uh, Steve Carell versus someone in Big Short. That's like a funny scene. That's where I remember from. Anyways, uh, lol dodge game before every three block. Wow. Bam. Bam. I found that I would usually play poorly my first game of the day because my brain wasn't accustomed to processing information quickly in the first five to ten minutes of the game. Voter review after every game. So we've talked about other methods to this, but this is what he did. Last season made me realize that I'm an incredibly emotional player. I think as most of us are. That, you know, If you're emotional, that means you care about the game. It's important to not think of this like a downside. It can be hard for me to objective my own gameplay. By constantly reviewing my games, I'm able to fight off any narratives that may start to develop in my mind. All right, so then reflections on Season 12, my role in my identity in League. A lot of my issues from last season seem to stem from my identity as a player. I realized that this season that one of my biggest strengths as a top laner is playing tanks. I performed pretty well on Shen last season, but I shied away from playing him because I foolishly thought I needed to play carry Mm -hmm. in order to climb. That's a typical narrative in top lane. I noticed a lot of people who play League seem to have this selfish 1v9 mentality as well. In League, everyone wants to be the carry and sole reason why they won. A basketball analogy I would use would be that everyone wants to be Michael Jordan on the team. Having five Michael Jordans on your team isn't to lead to win because everyone will just try to shoot ball all the time. Uh, You know, he talks about Dennis Robbins, Scottie Pippen, you know, how how important they were. Again, the way I think they're not supportive players. I mean, you can sort of say that, but they did their job. Did their job. That's what, if you're playing Shen, right, and you do your job, you make zero, you're going to win majority of your games, just no matter what. Like, you know, play the champ identity, look for good alts, do your job, don't die in lane. Think about how impactful that is for a solo game, Q game, you know. Always do your job. Just do your job. It's not about carrying. It's about doing your job. And it so happens sometimes maybe that leads to carrying. If you yep. play Ari in the mid lane, yeah, that's a really good carry yep. champ. You do your job. So as for the actual climb to diamond itself, things were pretty smooth at the start. I quickly rose past my old platform peak into plat one to two range and hovered around there for a few months. In order to break through this new plateau, however, I really had to hone in specifically on my matchup knowledge. Yep. Classic platinum. As you both know, top lane is very lane orientated role. Yep. And, you know, you say that same for mid as well, Curtis. Yep. And you have to be a strong laner with a good understanding of waves and ability cooldowns in order to generate any sort of advantage. This was especially apparent in top lane now with the TP changes this season. Almost all my VOD reviews were dedicated to the first 10 minutes of each Excellent. game, specifically revolving around trading patterns and wave management. Excellent. 
Lastly, I realized how important it was to ride the fine line of embracing the suck and maintaining your level of confidence. It is very important to keep your ego in check when you are going on a massive win streak. At the same time, it is also difficult not to start thinking you're the worst top planner in the world when you are going on a massive loss streak. In order to surpass your limits, you will always need to find that perfect balance between confidence and humility. Finally, on April 29th, I reached my goal of Diamond 4. Um, at 31 years of age, I feel like I'm playing at my best right now. Excellent. At the same time, I don't feel like I've hit my plateau yet with this new mentality and process in place. There's still so much more to learn and I'm excited to continue on this journey for as long as I possibly can. Thank you for reading this. Um, Henry. And this is where the big fat check from Riot comes in. There you go. We're saving, we're saving Riot. Honestly, this guy quit. He dude. quit. Dude. He legit quit. Now he's playing. He's making skins. We should be getting a cut for this. Come on, Riot. Dude. No one gives a shit about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this is literally, I think, my favorite email. That's that's very well articulated. That's perfect. I it? mean, especially that first section talking about, like, he articulated his problems very succinctly, very well. And um, this is, I mean, how do you get better than that? He identified all the, that's we, the top five. They're probably the top five most common. Do you want to just reiterate what those type five, first five problems okay, were? Okay, let me get it up again. Because um, I, I think that this is legit yeah, everything let's for everyone. Let's <laughs> Number one, he was entitled to get the diamond just because I set that as my goal. Yep. I needed to 1v9 every game. Yep, 1v9. I needed to play top tier or meta champions because of the quickest and most meta, efficient way to no climb the ranks. Mastery. I did not need to review my games. No reviewing, no process. It's, it's it doesn't get much more simple than that. I mean, wow. I mean, first of all, thank thank you, Raymond. Right, Henry. 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 Thank you, Henry, for Thanks writing. For writing I mean, That's that was awesome. an amazing post, and um, hopefully that does inspire people who are on the edge, maybe of thinking of quitting, or maybe um, don't believe in in this stuff, or think it's not for them. Maybe they're too old as well. Like you've done it. I mean, you, that's a hard climb to do. Going from platinum four to diamond four is not easy at all and you've kind of got into the weeds got into the details and got the results so and how funny is that by the way he went from thinking you know d4 is this really easy goal to realizing how hard it is and then getting that goal and then realizing that he can go even further because he now has that belief he has that process down back he believes he's confident in his ability to improve not that he's there yet Right? Not even that if he will, like if he will, it's like he, he just, it's like he believes that he can get better as a player. That's really important. So big. Hmm. So, so big. Like having, that's com- where the confidence comes com- from. The, the confidence process. comes from the process. process. Believing that you will get better. We don't know what rank that will get you, but it will get you, you there's room for improvement and he, be- he knows he can improve because he's done it before. Some powerful shit, man. Some really powerful stuff. All right, next question here is from Luke. The title of this email is, Can you improve without ever climbing? Dear Nathan and Curtis, I'm writing in following a conversation that I had in Soul 2 over the last week. So this is Luke, uh, a famous Soul 2 member. He's an OG. Basically, the conversation was about following the idea you can improve without climbing. There was some concern about this being a false narrative, so I wanted to write in about it, especially 
So essentially, I believe that it is possible to make massive improvements in your level of play and never have that reflected in your LP for many reasons. I was basically saying that I'm fully confident in my ability to challenge myself and improve, but I'm not concerned with, and I'm not going to look for results in rank. As even if I do improve, it is unlikely to show itself in LP. I think it's important to briefly go over my mental justification for this in case there is something else there as well. I kind of justified to myself that this is possible by imagining the extreme case of a player who had refined their fundamentals to a point where their first 14 minute mark were absolutely flawless every game, yet somehow completely destroy the game every single time immediately after that. So like lose the game instantly after yeah. that. In this player's case, the incremental and even sweeping improvement they made to their early game would not be visible in their rank due to the larger issue in their gameplay, losing in the mid-late game. In addition, improvement and progression will be different for everyone, and a big improvement for me might be really small for someone else, to the point where it's completely unnoticeable. Basically, I'm saying that even if I put in a ton of work and never see results in my LP itself, I would still be happy with improving and being the best player I can be. Even if this is possibly a false narrative, I feel like it might be a beneficial in some ways as I basically never look at LP anymore since it just doesn't matter. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about this, Curtis? Uh, I do believe that you can improve and not get results, but not to the extent that he's alluding to. I don't like his example. So you think it's uh, too extreme or you think that over the... Over the it's only the short term, yeah. Short, the case. Like I'll say that there's definitely a time limit. Like, like there must be something going. No, on. I view it like this. I, I've thought about this a lot. All right, so, here we go. Here we go. So, this. imagine um, I'm going to use a mid example because I don't really know about how jungle works that well. So let's yeah. stick with mid. So essentially, let's say um, we're working on um, lane phase, right? And let's say you you actually have, um, you've worked really hard on your wave management and like your trading, right? So let's say you, you start to have more intention with your waves. You know how to take really good quality trades. So you're starting to win more trades, getting your waves in better quality states. But then because now you're pushed up maybe more aggressively, you're, you're taking more, your better quality trades, you're, you're really focused on killing the enemy. Um, in the process of doing so, you've actually neg- maybe you haven't um, focused on your leaning and your warding. So you can get really good in this aspect and you can take better quality trades. But until you actively work on your, your warding and your leaning, it won't matter because you're still going to die to ganks and like the, the fundamentals join together in a way. Like sometimes one concept isn't enough because it requires two other concepts for that for that advantage you got to, to really be pushed through to create a meaningful lead. Um, and there's many examples that in mid lane, you can be really good at um, getting resets, but then you don't know how to take good trades. What are you going to do with it? You know, like you, you need multiple pieces of the puzzle, but what he said was like, you can have perfect fundamentals and throw on mid game. That example is bullshit because mm-hmm. if you're having a really good early game, everyone else is going to be ahead and you're going to be in such a good position that like, even if you were to play your mid game terribly, it wouldn't matter. Like, it, it would have to be to an extreme. Like, you're literally wanting to lose the game. Yeah, the game yeah. That would, it, that's not possible. You could just smack your buttons. But and what then the, where it does way. manifest is if you have like certain skills and you need other skills to add on to it. Like a really good one would be like I'm assuming for jungle where someone actually is really good at like knowing how to like to like look for a good gank. Like they know what a good gank looks like, but then they fail to execute. Right, 
they're playing Lee Sin, they can look at the waves, they know everything. Boom, they go in, but they screw the execution. Yep. Like you need two you need two pieces of the puzzle there. You need the the knowledge and the theory behind getting a good gank off, but then also the execution of how to play the goddamn gank as a Lee Sin. So that's a perfect example. One you you can have one of them and you could learn that, but you need the other half to get the result. But it's not to the extreme of of his. Um so that's very important. I would say that's it. But there is an extreme example. This is dead serious, dead real example. I've had someone who I worked on their early game so much. It was Milk Puddle. We worked on their early game so much. His fundamentals became great, but he he was playing Zed. He was a Zed main, Zed main. And he would get so far ahead in the early game that he would enter mid game like 6-0. and And then his games were really unrealistic because he was getting so fed, having huge shutdowns and then dying in mid game and giving over massive bounties. So in a way, he was making the game harder for himself because he was so, so fed heading ahead. into mid game yeah. and then giving a massive shutdown, yeah. and then the games would swing like just huge. So that was like a weird example where, in a way, because we overemphasized his early game, we he actually made his climb harder. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like a very very unique case. Yeah, especially with Champ Z as well. Z as well. Start throwing the game yep. very easily. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I would say yes, it exists, but not to the degree that he's saying it. Like there's no such thing as having perfect fundamentals and then like losing in mid game really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's an extreme ant- example, but yeah, I think that the premise uh, exists. Uh, I would say that like, I mean, I mean, like I, this is very much similar to me, like in my journey, right? Like, yep. yeah, for, it took me like you know, the, I would say I was stuck for a couple of months, you know, and like, but then you know, eventually you will see results, like if you're actually improving at the things that are important over the long run. Yeah, yes, in the short term. Not necessarily. Because the, the title, it sounds like he's sort of saying that you just never, you improve, but you just never climb. Like then I would just argue that's not you're actually improving. Well, no, well that actually can be the case. You think so? Never. Yeah, like let's say let's say someone stopped improving. Like say for example, that there was that aspect, right? Where the lease in, right? If he for some reason never improved, let's say he had the champ mastery, but he didn't have the gank knowledge. If he never improved the gank knowledge... But he only improved that one time. He improved that one aspect of his, like, how to play a skirmish. I don't think he would ever climb. Okay. Right? Like, theoretically, but that's not possible. Like, no. Like, as in, why would someone randomly stop improving? Yeah, that's right. You know? But, like, theoretically, it's the case, but it's so unrealistic. There's no point even mentioning it. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird one. All right. Next question here is from. Fraser. Title of this email is Overthinking slash Focus. Hey, Nathan and Curse, big fan of the show and thought I would ask for some advice on a trending problem I've had for a while. I'm a platinum level jungler on the EUS server and I often find my level of play can fluctuate wildly from session to session. It can be difficult to describe. It feels like I've completely forgotten how to jungle during the bad sessions and can't make a uh, decision it's like the role of jungle becomes overwhelming however during the good ones i am in complete control of my game of the game very proactive my gameplay and able to predict what to do next it feels completely natural uh from just knowing myself i think this has a stem from some kind of overthinking or focus issue i even one trick to ensure consistency in my gameplay but i seem to lack it for some reason i always warm up before a session and review my games could it be i think i've mastered skills i actually haven't creating peaks and valleys in my gameplay I understand this might seem quite vague, but I appreciate any advice you guys have for me. I think it's really simple. 
I think it's really simple as well. You go for use the jungle, you're the jungler coach. So. All right, so this is, ex- this is I've, I've definitely experienced this before, um, and I've seen this in my clients as well. The fluctuation comes from your, some games that you have difficult problems to solve. Some games you actually know exactly what to do. They feel easier than obviously the games that we have difficult problems to solve. And that will look like, because as a jungler, if you can, again, you know, going back to that, you can fuck up games really easily. Like, like your whole flow of the game can be thrown. I don't know what champs you play, but it could be thrown off significantly because there's a, there's, an, there's a problem. Like, let's say uh, a common scenario that I had that I'll have huge swings in my games where, uh, especially last season, about the TPs to uh, lane it, to, you know, like mm-hmm. to a top lane or something like that. Like, I had to, like, account for the mid lane TP. The games where the mid laner wouldn't TP... I would be very comfortable playing that out and stuff. But mm-hmm. the games that I did have, they did TP, just that one aspect of mm. the game TPing, I'll look super inconsistent, I'll look like the worst player on the server because I was really bad at adapting to that. So that's from experience that I've seen from people that have huge um, gap, like inconsistencies. That's very normal. I'd say that no one, everyone has inconsistencies, but there's more inconsistencies in your gameplay, especially when you're in platinum, you, have, you actually have good champ masteries because when you get difficult problems to solve in the game, you just crumble completely and that will be the inconsistency. What do you think, Curtis? Um, I think there is some problem with his fundamentals because cause if... Cause yep, that as well. I kind of disagree with your take purely because if it was one thing... Like if it was something like that, you wouldn't have such like a, a back and forth. Like you wouldn't, it wouldn't be, I feel like it would be less one time it's completely random. One time it's not. I feel like you would have failures, but like you would kind of, like it wouldn't be as regular as it is. I, I, I really do think it's a fundamental problem. Like okay. I think, cause whenever I hear this, like a consistency problem, I always envision the bell curve. I mean, I get roasted. It's not a bell curve. It's like a skewed curve, whatever you want to call it. Where like, you know, we've got you. You say what you said. He's plat what? Platinum just platinum, platinum level. Yep. Right. So let's say theoretically, he's when he's playing his quote unquote best League of Legends, he plays like at a D four level, and then when he's playing his worst, he's playing like at a gold two level. Yeah. So he's got this massively like elongated curve that goes all the way from one like gold to diamond, right? Whenever you see that huge swings in consistency, I always think that it's a problem with consistency. It's a problem with fundamentals because if your fundamentals are solid, you shouldn't ever be playing below like a a mid-plat level. You know what I mean? Like he's, by the sounds of things he's saying, if one game he's playing atrociously, Mm. like it's like, he doesn't even feel like he's playing the same game. And then other games he pops the fuck off, which says to me that like, he's missing some fundamental aspects of the game. Like his bell curve is swinging way to the left, way, way too far to the left. So he needs to bring that up. It's not about him getting better. He needs to like shore up his fundamentals. So I think he said something about he, he, maybe he's delusional about what he knows. Like maybe he, like this, he's doing some really basic shit. Like, like he's ganking lanes that aren't the wink on or like, not tracking the enemy jungler or doing an inefficient no, 100%. clear. If I was to reveal those games, that yeah, would be the there'd mistakes. be there'd be yeah. some really core them all the time. And and then it just so happens whether or not you get punished for them in those games. Mm. That's why some yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that that's like some games I'll review right. Yeah, but it's not something as specific as like you your example with the TP. It's something more fundamental. Like it's something really Potentially. basic. That's like what I think. Well, anyway. explain this. And, like, and because uh, he has a lot of champ mastery, he's able to compensate for that. The games that he's 
winning, he's just able to compensate. He's able to comp. Either two things out. happen: he doesn't yeah. get exposed to that problem, or his 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 chant mastery because he's a one trick, like overshadows those those inconsistencies. There's no way if he's a one trick and he has that much of chant mastery that it isn't something really fundamental. It has to be something fundamental, like really basic. Like if you were to watch his play, it would have to be like the top five jungle fundamentals, like something in one of there. Yeah, it uh, has to be. Yeah, I'd say the the gank in the platinum players they struggle to see what a high impact or low impact gank is. Which right, is, would be common. he's probably like he says a ring guy. He's probably burning R on like a really low value kill mm. or like. But again, sometimes in jungle though, is that sometimes you get lucky and like you, there is no low quality ganks because just the way the waves just start bouncing yeah. and stuff like well, that. Well, that backs you know? up my point, right? Like he can get away with it. Like he does these ganks and it just happens that they work and he wins the game anyway. Yeah, but they're actually really shitty ganks. Yeah, yeah. But that won't work over the long... That's why one game, he'd do that bad gank, he gets punished for it. And, and then, then another the game, game it, it's, it's, you know, it's what it, he can have complete... Because I'll, I'll review a game in Salty, right? And I'll literally say, this game, you had no difficult problems to solve as a jungler. Yeah. Because you path like opposite to the enemy jungle. You're playing yep. a full clear jungler. They sat top. They fumbled over. You you know you know the perfect situation as a jungler where you full clear down to bot specifically. And it's, just, it's just like a, it's a, a free double kill. Oh. You deny two waves. And you look like a genius. Yeah, but nothing. like you've done. You've, that's just simple. Standard. There's no difficult problem no. to solve. Those games are very easy to execute. But think about how big of a lead. I feel like oh. there's, there's no Dude, other if role in the game. Jungle gets one kill in the early game. I feel like they're just the games are the games theoretically if they get a good reset they got their eyes yeah if they if they have a good clear and yeah. they get a kill and they get a good first specifically reset. a full clear if they're able to full clear and get a gank off it's it's unbelievably dude insane. i feel like in my reviews a lot of the time by the yeah. way when i'm reviewing my mid lane clients yeah and they if they die to a jungler in the early game it's like i'm thinking fuck me like they don't really? i can't articulate <laughs> to the client how big that just is just how bad it is just yeah. how bad it is if yeah. you give diana jungle one kill like they full cleared and you've given them a kill even though it's even if your lane was fine and you didn't miss any CS, the game is going to be so so because like hard. you're pretty much locked. Diner is so nasty. You're going to be struggling. You, you, that like the that moment Dina, that happens, there's going to be team fights in that game. And Diner is going to kill you. Yeah. Again, there's certain junglers that if I give a kill to, I'm already thinking I've lost full control of the game. Really? Like, if, if I give a kill to a Kane, yeah, a, a, a Kha'Zix, a Diana, <laughs> an Echo. That's so funny. There's none of the champs I play. So Curtis always thinks you can beat me. Yeah, if you get a kill on Rek'Sai, I don't give a, you shit. Don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Well, there you go. Or Zinzel or Rek'Sai. Um, Hecarim's a problem, though. You play Hecarim. No, I don't. No, no. You used to. Yeah. But if Hecarim got a kill, I do, I do feel What about like. Volibear? I play Volibear these days. No, okay. the only jungler where you played that I feel like if you got a kill, it's game over, is like Olaf. Yeah. Like, if you got to kill an Olaf in the early game, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm done. Because it's just a methodical, yeah. Yeah, it's just methodical. He's just going to stack drags. I can't do anything here. I can't, yeah. My jungle's going to get screwed. You're going to full clear over and over again. I can't do anything about that. It's just like, I just, I'm just going through the motions. I'm like, just waiting until like, then it's just a matter of, how do I get as strong as possible to deal with you? But but you play a different way. It's not about you. The game's not about you when you play Zinzel and Rex. That's right. It's, it's about, about the laners. Team, it's yeah, about getting yeah. your other lanes ahead. Yeah. That's why that explains that, right? Whereas the Kha'Zix is the carry, the Diana, the Echo, the the um the other champ I said whatever well, Kane I'm not going to be able to get a low challenger unless I switch my champ and snipe oh, Curtis every not, single day that's not about <laughs> the case at all I'm switching here to you've beat me many times by dominating my side lanes yeah, and getting no, out I of am. control I like am. with your side lane yeah but anyway the point being I think it's a fundamental problem okay yeah I mean for sure I mean that's that's I think that's a given 
Um, just that's just an experience that I've had. Um, is that it's something that he probably thinks he's doing. Yeah, it's something that he probably thinks he's doing. Yeah, that he, that he, he yeah, but he's not. Yeah, or he's something he doesn't even know. Could be the, most likely. Yeah, I actually, it's interesting. I had um, someone was saying like, you know, what games should I bring to review? And one of the mm. more seasoned veteran Soul Two players says. Every time I review a game and like I bring it, no matter what it is, a win, loss, yep. anything like that. Some, you're going to get something. Like Nathan will point out something that I missed. Yep. That was really important. Like tenfold. And this is a, he's a platinum player. Right. I To add on to that though, I do feel as though there is such thing as like a bad game to bring in. Oh, for sure. hundred like, yeah. percent. You know, funnily enough, another to add on to that last uh, question, um, I get clients sometimes where they have a game and I'm like, you played this? I had a game where they were versing a Nunu. I think they were playing, um, they were playing some mage. And they were shoving into a Nunu. It was like, I think they were playing Nunu, versing Nunu Yasuo. Or Nunu Akali. I can't remember what it was. And they were shoving. But the Nunu just never came mid. Really? They, the Nunu just yeah. gained sides on yeah. repeat. And I'm like, you just got so lucky. Yeah. And he, he killed it, right? He, he dominated. I'm like, ah. this was so lucky. Yeah. Like in an alternate reality, you're shoved up a level three. You have no wart. Nunu just comes by me. You're dead. You're literally, I even said, you're dead here. You're dead here. You're dead here. I yeah. said like four times in yeah. the void. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. But like the Nunu never came. It happens all the time. What rank was that? I think it was platinum. I think it was platinum. Hmm. Um, Junglers, it's very easy to deny mid lane, ignore mid lane because oh, junglers are shocking at ganking mid lane. Yeah, I, I, in you even said that about my gameplay as well. Yeah, that's your your when I the best I, jungler. You know what's so fascinating? If you if you removed all name tags and going mm. into the game, mm. like I could like I could I reckon there's every jungler I verse. If you told me it was like a player on the challenger ladder, I could tell you. Just the way they're ganking. The way the jungler played this game, I could actually probably with with if you gave me like five names, like I could like I could pick which one out of those five names which jungler it was. Every jungler has very obvious tendencies. Very obvious tendencies. Very interesting. It's so interesting. And you, your tendency is that you're shocking a ganking mid. Yeah. Or all your mid ganks are really telegraphed. It's one or the other. But you're very good at ganking sides. You're very good at snowballing sides. You're, the, you're probably one of the best junglers at snowballing sides. You're the, one of the best junglers at playing around objectives. Like, you're really good at playing around objectives. Like, I, I know that when you get ahead, you're going to push the pace of the game. Like, I, I know That's I'm going right. to be pushed. Like, yeah. it's going to be a hard game if you get ahead. Um, like, your win con assessment is one of the best. But your skirmishing is, is shitty. We and your, your mid ganks are shitty. But, um, yeah. So, every jungler has their strengths and weaknesses, I've noticed. Like M4A1, the best mid ganker. Not even no one's even remotely close. close. Like yeah. it's not. It's like it's like a different ball game. It is. Like I've never felt so pressured by any. No matter what he plays, he plays Nocturne, Jarvan, Kindred. Crazy Nocturne. Nocturne can't game. He's so good <laughs> at every jungle. Like it's fun. like he knows how to kill people like really really well in mid. Oh, it's on the learning objective list. But but what I what I think though, like whenever I've seen these plays, like you don't have to be good at everything as a jungler though. I feel like. These jungles that I'm versing, like they all have their unique strengths, and I feel like in jungle you can just have your unique way of winning the game. You can, you can. That's how I feel. I like, mean, there's some players, you know, that play Gwen and stuff like that. They just outscale yeah. type thing. Like, there's and, so many ways to win in jungle. Yeah. I do feel like so many unique it's ways. A cool role. It is. Oh, it's okay. a. It's a fun role. Definitely, I can see how you could get really into it. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode, Curtis. Lovely. Any parting words? Nearly at a hundred.
There's going to be a party. Celebration. Champagne. Party poppers. Everyone who watches this episode gets a free ticket to Australia for a live viewing party in Nathan's apartment. It's not happening, Curtis. This is, that's fake news. <laughs> Dial this number and you will get delivered Dial this number on the screen. Three ticket. Three part free payments. <laughs> All right. That's it, everyone. Good work. Let's keep on improving and we'll see you on the rift.